Welcome everyone to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Justin Boone, the lead fantasy analyst at the Score. Always appreciate you tuning into the show. And right now, you've made it this far. Your lineup is mostly locked in, I'd imagine. But I'm going to go over five storylines that I think could impact some fantasy championships this week. Things that are changing heading into week 17. Before we get to that, though, this is the last Wednesday show of the season. So the final time this year that I'm going to say, let's go over my three unapologetically bold predictions for week 17, courtesy of our friends at Captain Morgan. And my first bold prediction this week Travis Kelsey will post over 100 yards and two touchdowns versus the Bengals. The veteran tight end, he called out the entire offense this week, including himself, for not being accountable lately, and that's led to some surprising struggles for this Chiefs offense. Fortunately, a bounce-back spot has arrived. Kansas City seven-point favorites at home against the Cincinnati defense that's allowed the second-most fantasy points to tight ends this season. So get ready to ride Kelsey to a fantasy championship. My next bold prediction, Austin Eckler is going to deliver a vintage Vintage performance in week 17 and finish as a top five fantasy running back. And it's been an odd year for Eckler. He suffered that high ankle sprain in week one. He missed some time because of it. When he came back, the offense, they've dealt with so many injuries to key pieces at different times throughout the year too, like Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, Herbert and Williams, they're out for the season. Allen, he might not be available this week either. And Eckler, he struggled at times himself, likely due to the injury, but possibly because of some age-related decline that's begun for him. However, after all the talk of the team splitting touches and riding the hot hand a couple weeks ago... Eckler has reemerged as the leader in that backfield. He finished with 18 touches for 86 yards from scrimmage against the Bills last week. Now he gets to battle a Broncos defense that's the second easiest matchup for fantasy backs and who he just hit up for 100 scrimmage yards and a touchdown in week 14. And with Denver changing quarterbacks this week, we'll talk about that a little more in a minute, but the Chargers are live in this game. Eckler is going to power that offense en route to a strong RB1 fantasy performance. And then my final bold prediction this week and my final one for the season, Mike Evans will have his first 100-yard game against the Saints since 2018. And the veteran is having another outstanding year. 1,000-yard streak, it continues, but he's going to get to take on the Saints without his nemesis, Marshawn Lattimore, on the field. Lattimore remains on IR with an ankle injury, and we just saw Puka Nakua light up New Orleans for 164 yards last week. So Evans is going to pick up where Puka left off. He is going to have a great game in this one, and those are my bold predictions for Week 17, and I'm calling it with Captain Morgan. All right, let's get to the storylines that are evolving and are shifting the fantasy landscape before the championship week kicks off here. And we'll start with that Broncos quarterback change. Denver making the decision to bench Russell Wilson and go with Jared Stidham over the last two games. And Russ, he isn't playing nearly as bad as he was for most of that 2022 campaign, but there's clearly some sort of disconnect between him and Sean Payton. We saw some heated discussions between the two on the sidelines recently. I think Payton's been trying to make Russ play in a very contained offense, trying to limit those mistakes and the turnovers. And to their credit, It's kept them in the playoff hunt, albeit on the fringes of the playoff hunt. But still, Russ has 26 touchdowns to eight interceptions. It hasn't been a disaster season for him. It's just not the Russ that we're used to seeing during his heyday in Seattle. But he's not that guy anymore. And the Broncos... They're trying to protect their asset here because they don't want him to suffer a serious injury and then they'd be on the hook for that $37 million bonus that vests in March and it would be guaranteed if he got hurt over these last couple games. Plus, Cortland Sutton's in concussion protocol and he's been Wilson's go-to guy this year. He's not practicing today. So if Sutton can't play in this game, 
they might not want Russ to go out there and hurt his value with a weaker supporting cast than he's had, right? So we got all offseason to talk about Russ. I don't want to dive too deep into it here, uh, you know, where he's going to end up, all that sort of stuff, because I doubt he's going to be in Denver next year. But regardless, for fantasy, what does this mean? Well, Stidham, he did the exact same routine last year. It was just with the Raiders. Vegas benched Derek Carr in week 17. Stidham went out there. Had a pretty good game, posted 365 yards, three touchdowns, had two picks, but also had 34 rushing yards, and that was against the 49ers, and he finished as the QB2 overall that week. Then he came down to earth a bit. He played the Chiefs a week after and just kind of had an average game there, but Stidham can execute this offense, especially if he's going to play a similar style that Wilson's been playing lately, and it doesn't make me want to really use Stidham as a streamer in single quarterback leagues, but in 2QB and Superflex, Stidham's in play there as a risky low-end QB2 streamer. The bigger question is going to be whether Cortland Sutton can get cleared, and we'll have to follow the practice participation. Like I said, he was not out there today. We'll have to watch to see if he has a shot to play this week. I'm leaning towards him being out, and that means Jerry Judy becomes a wide receiver three flex for fantasy, Marvin Mims a boomer bust flex, and even Brandon Johnson, he could be a dart throw flex, but I doubt you need to go that deep in the fantasy championship. Judy, he could be the one that has a surprisingly decent game here. He hasn't been great all year for fantasy, but if Sutton's out, I would be willing to roll the dice on Judy. The Chargers give up the third most fantasy points to receivers, and they've allowed a couple hundred yard games and six touchdowns to wideouts over the last three weeks alone. What you can expect, though, from Denver is a run-based game plan in this one. And I know they've been rocking that three-man committee, but Javante Williams, he could get home this week. I like him as a low-end RB2 with some upside. On to the next Week 17 storyline, and we don't have to shift gears too much because it's another quarterback change. Sam Howell, he's getting benched for Jacoby Brissett, and if the Commanders were serious about winning... We probably would have seen this happen earlier, but the coaching staff was so committed to Howell. They acted like he was going to be their long-term guy, their franchise guy. I don't think there's any chance of that now. And we've watched Brissett come into some of these games in relief duty and actually lead scoring drives, which lately Howell has not been able to do. So this might be one of those situations where the locker room just started to demand the change and the coaching staff was kind of forced to do it. Either way, I don't think Ron Rivera and his crew are going to be in that building come 2024. So they're just really throwing anything at the wall right now. And Brissett, we know he's a competent veteran quarterback. He played well when Deshaun Watson was out for the Browns last year. I was kind of hopeful that in the offseason he was going to get a chance to start somewhere. That didn't happen. He's been on the bench behind Howell all season. And Howell... He was good at times for fantasy. Of course, there was a lot of volume there. He was running a little bit, especially early in the year, not so much lately. And Brissett, he helps unlock this passing attack and kind of gives them a new element, right? The only problem is how much time is he going to have to operate behind that commander's offensive line? Because that was a serious issue last week against the Jets. It's going to be a problem this week versus the 49ers. But Brissett should help us get more out of Terry McLaurin, maybe even Curtis Samuel. So McLaurin, a more hopeful wide receiver three this week. Samuel, that boomer bust flex option. And then we'll have to monitor the running backs because Brian Robinson, he's been out with a hamstring injury the last couple games. Chris Rodriguez, he stepped up last week. Now he has an ankle issue. So maybe Antonio Gibson will be the last man standing, which is probably the only way that Rivera and Eric Bieniemy are going to give him enough volume to be a fantasy star. But if Robinson and Rodriguez are out, then Gibson, he would be in play as an RB3 with some upside this week. Just keep your expectations in check for kind of everybody in this offense since they are going against that 49ers defense. One more quarterback change to go over here. It's the third item on my list. The Giants are turning back to Tyrod Taylor and 
this one's less impactful for fantasy since the Giants don't have a ton of assets that you'd be looking to use. But overall, Taylor being under center, that's a good thing for guys like Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller. Puts Barkley in the high-end RB2 range in my rankings. Waller, a low-end tight end one. Tyrod, I mean, he's just more comfortable out there. He's better equipped to deal with pressure. I just don't think I would venture towards using any of his wideouts in fantasy, unless you're talking like cheap DFS dart throws. And Darius Slayton would be that guy, and you'd be hoping to get the big play just like he had last week. And while I don't love the matchup against the Rams for this passing attack, Tyrod Taylor has proven to be a decent QB2 for fantasy at times. So he's another guy that you could look to if you're searching for somebody in two quarterback or super flex formats. That's it for the quarterback changes, but we do have one more piece of quarterback news to talk about. That's the fourth item on my list. CJ Stroud, he is likely going to be back for week 17. That scary concussion situation for him kept him out multiple weeks. He is back out there. He is trending towards playing in week 17, and that is huge for fantasy managers with Nico Collins, who vaults right back up into the wide receiver one ranks, Noah Brown, who becomes a more intriguing wide receiver three with upside, Dalton Schultz, he is back in the tight end one mix with Stroud starting, and even Devin Singletary, he'll get a bump up in those RB2 ranks since the offense is going to be more productive with Stroud out there, and that means there's going to be more scoring opportunities, and the Titans defense, they haven't been as ferocious lately due to injuries, so Stroud himself, he's right back in the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. This is great news for him, for the Texans, for fantasy managers. And we'll just have to watch and check on the health of that offensive line. But Stroud, he's shown that he's capable of operating behind a shorthanded line. That's what he had to do earlier in the season. So he is going to be fine and somebody that I think you could put right back into your lineup, depending on your options, of course. And that brings us to the last storyline of note heading into week 17. And that is the Packers suspending Jair Alexander for conduct detrimental to the team. And I'm not going to get into the speculation about what's going on here. If you want to read about that, go search his name on Twitter. But the final straw was last week. He went out for the coin toss and he wasn't named as one of the captains who were supposed to do that. And Alexander made you know the call and he really almost screwed things up by saying that they're going to play defense and not that they were going to defer to the second half. And I know that's just sort of like an administrative thing, but if he's out there already breaking protocol doing that, like it's just questionable behavior. It's very strange and the Packers have had enough. But the reason I'm talking about this is because that Packers defense, they were already floundering and they've been absolutely destroyed over the last couple of games. 381 passing yards and four touchdowns to Baker Mayfield, 312 and two scores to Bryce Young. And the Panthers offense, I mean, they haven't been great all year. So the fact that they could have a solid outing against you, that's particularly embarrassing for the Packers defense, for defensive coordinator Joe Barry, who's been under a whole bunch of scrutiny. But for fantasy, this is a spot to attack. So Justin Jefferson, obviously a wide receiver one. I have him right up there as a top five play. TJ Hawkinson, he's out for the year. Jordan Addison, his status is up in the air due to that ankle injury. And even the identity of the starting quarterback this week for the Vikings is unknown. So this is hard to parse through, but my expectation at the moment is that they're going to put Nick Mullins out there again. They're just going to have him on a short leash. So if he turns the ball over early, he might get pulled in this game. But this is also a spot where Mullins could have a pretty good fantasy day. So if he starts... He is a streamer option, a risky one, but he is a streamer option. And then if Addison's out, KJ Osborne becomes very interesting as a wide receiver three flex for fantasy. He's coming off five catches for 95 yards and a touchdown last week. 
Osborne, he actually probably is going to be in one of my championship lineups as my wide receiver three. Got a couple injuries there. Got a couple options too, but I'm choosing from a couple guys in that same kind of range. And then Ty Chandler in that Vikings backfield, he is going to be the lead back. Alexander Madison, he returned last week, didn't do that much. So Chandler, he is positioned for a strong game here. He is a fantasy RB2 with a lot of upside this week. And if the Packers defense has given up yards and points, it could help Green Bay's offense have to push the ball as well, but we're going to have to wait to see the practice participation for those Packers wideouts this week. I noticed before we started recording, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, they're practicing despite their injuries. Christian Watson, he was just stretching off to the side. Right now, that's how I have it projected with Reed and Wicks playing and with Watson remaining out for at least one more week, but we'll discuss that more on Friday's show. We got lots of time to get more updates and to go over that. For now, I'm calling it there. That is all for today's show. Show. If you're looking for more, the early edition of my week 17 rankings, those are up over at the score. I did a small tweak this morning when we found out about those quarterback changes and I'll have the full update published on Thursday afternoon as usual. Unfortunately, no mailbag episode this week, but I'll be back Friday. Like I said, we will go over all those injuries. So until then, big thanks for subscribing to the show on your podcast apps. Big thanks for listening to every episode and we will see you next time. Said leave on time. My baby said leave on time Leave on time